Go for it. You do intro. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Fuck Can't Kill with Abby and Mate. I'm Abby. I'm sick. <laughs> Hi, sick. I'm dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Anyways, this is a horror <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, not fueled by alcohol this time because Mache is sicky. Yeah, it's fueled by sickness. Fueled by sickness and bagels. Yeah, the bagels were nice, yeah. Bagels were tasty. I'm having some uh, tea. It's good. I've got water. Water is also good. It's good for your throat. Um, yeah. This is our, uh, how do you call that, straight edge version of the podcast. It's our sober podcast. The straight sober edge podcast. Works. Yeah, yeah, straight edge podcast. Uh, alcohol is back, kids. Don't do drinking. Don't do drinking drugs. Drugs. Don't do drug drinkies. Drug drinking is not good <laughs> for you. Anyways, <laughs> we talk about things in this podcast. Sometimes it's about films. Sometimes it's about Shrek. Most times it's about Shrek. Did you see that thing about Shrek 2020? What is yeah, that? Yeah, is that true? I don't know. Looks um, fake. Me neither. Either way, Sonia uh, is going to have a Shrek-themed wedding. So is she getting married? I'm thinking she's going to have to get married in 2020. Well, yeah, I guess it's the best time if they're working uh, Shrek, what is it, five? Yeah, it'd be five. Jesus Christ. Well, they could make the, what they need to do, and I'll get on to them about this, I'll contact DreamWorks. Yeah. They need to make the S in Shrek a five. That's how they do it. Like seven, but five wreck. Shrek. Oh, okay. I, I see what you mean. So five with ears. Yeah. And then Shrek. Okay. And then Shrek. Shrek. Five so Shrek. Yeah. Five Shrek. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. I know. But this podcast is not about Shrek. Yes. It's about... <laughs> a good point. Uh, it's about a film called Hush. Directed by Mike Flanagan. Uh, yeah. Also written by Mike Flanagan and um, the... What's her name? Kate... Is her name Kate Siegel? Which one? The, well, she's the star. Oh, yeah. She plays Maddie, but she's yeah, Kate also... Siegel. Yeah, Kate Siegel. Kate Siegel. Yeah, so they wrote it together. They are a married couple. Oh, yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. I That's know. That's great. It was also edited by Mike Flanagan. Oh. It's clearly his thing. That's a real DIY project. Uh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure it didn't cost a lot of money. It wouldn't, really. Yeah, not much I going mean, on there. When you write a film, do you have to? Do you pay yourself to act in it, or do you do it for free? How does that work? What do you mean, if you're the producer? Well, but she, like, she wrote the film. Yeah. So would she take a wage? I've never made a film. Well, I yeah, have. I would say she probably takes a wage for Good. both being a writer and a. I suppose actor. yeah, they need to get it produced. They need to be paid for their script. Yeah, and this was uh, produced by a lot of people, but most notably uh, Jason Blum, Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. It's a Blumhouse it's film. It's interesting. It's a Blumhouse <laughs> film that you can watch on Netflix. I think everywhere now, but it's not made for Netflix. I think Blumhouse works but, with Netflix yeah. more now. What Netflix do is they buy things and they say it's like a Netflix production because i guess they've paid for the rights yeah so like hush is like that you know they've bought the i don't think it place. is i don't think they uh have they not no i, don't I thought think it was like marketed as a netflix film i don't think it is okay Fair uh, i think it was bought later like if you see some other mike flanagan works on netflix like uh gerald's game or before i wake they oh, have yeah, like the they have their uh n little n icon in the in the oh. corner i think that's when i like buy it and endorse it this one doesn't have one okay when you get in bed with netflix you really do well yeah you better do well because uh-huh. netflix you know it's not gonna take harvey no shit and kate siegel is in um haunting of hill house or uh, haunting on hill house yeah she's in like a lot of 
the things that Mike Flanagan does because, yeah, you just told me she's his wife, so. Makes sense. Good for her, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you choose uh, to watch Hush? I chose to watch Hush. I had seen it before. Yeah. Um, it's one of those films that I watched it and I was like, everyone needs to watch this. I need to tell everyone about it. Okay. Um, I really, I just really enjoy it. I think it's one of those, you get into it like a swing of watching like horror films and they become like kind of less effective yeah. in the sense if you can be like, I know what's coming. Yeah. Whereas with this, because, so let's just, I'll explain the premise for our okay. listeners. Listeners. Listeners? Listeners. Um, <laughs> um, so, Hush is about this author named Maddie. True. She lives in isolation, pretty much, in like a house in the woods. She has a neighbor, but the neighbor like lives up the woods. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, I burped. I uh, did not hear that at all. I know, I'm very delicate. I'm a mm-hmm. woman. Um, so, and her house is like quite windowy. Like yes. she's got a clear door. Did you hear that? I did. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> It was Puzazu. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's going back to haunt us. See, ever yes. since we started this podcast, we're being haunted. We're being haunted constantly. Jesus. Um, Fucking Satan won't leave us alone. It's really, it's really, really difficult. All right. Um, so her house is uh, pretty much... Her house windowy. is pretty much made of glass. I mean, it's not, but it, it's kind of... There's a lot of windows, a lot of True. places to look in and peek in. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is also deaf. So she is an author. She lost her hearing when she was 13. She had bacterial meningitis, I believe. Yeah. Um, so she's deaf. She lives in an isolation in the woods. It's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Um, when you're watching a horror film, you know it's going to be a disaster. Yes. But the whole premise and the whole, I think, what makes it so interesting is the fact that because she's deaf, the soundscape of the film is really like it's minimal in a way that it's like not like the soundscape is a character because it's so silent well, in in certain elements, and you know. <coughs> sorry. It's so silent, but at the same time, like, you know, at the start, we kind of get put into her soundscape when she's preparing dinner. And at first, she's, like, chopping things. She chops the asparagus, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to break it, because that breaks the part of the stock that should be broken off. Yeah, that whole cooking thing is kind of confusing to me. I think what it's there for... She's very bad at cooking. She's not great at cooking. She doesn't need to be good. She's an author. But I think what it does is it sets the scene of, like, it shows you how noisy, like, small things like cooking are. It's, like, chopping the things, yeah. frying things, putting things in the oven, etc., closing mm-hmm. the oven door. And then they they avert to her soundscape, which is just silence, but with a more... It's like a foggy silence. Yeah. It's weird to explain. But it's uh, like a foggy silence. Yeah, it's not like a quiet place silence where there's absolutely yeah. nothing. It's like... It kind uh, of puts you in her head. There's a little bit of ambience going on. Yeah. Um... And, you know, so it's kind of the contrast of, like, we can hear so much, and she can't. Yeah. Um, so, that's, the basically, the whole thing is that she's deaf, she can't hear nothing. It's a great thing for a, a serial killer. It's excellent. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's so interesting, because it's like, what would you do if you were, like, in any way, kind of, had one sense that yeah. was lessened? Yeah. And it's like, The Quiet Place tries to do it. Not really, that's not what it comes Well, no, it's not that about. it tries to do it, but it's like, you know, you've got a character who is deaf. I think there's a lot of movies that try and kind of play with the soundscape, but this does it, like, you know, you've got Quiet Place, you've got, what was the one, it's on Netflix, it's got um, Stanley Tucci and um, Kiernan Shipka in it, and it's like hmm. these, it's the same kind of, I'll Google it. Um, oh, yeah, I, I know. I watched it. I have not seen that film, look stupid. 
Um, I did not like the how it looked. Yeah, it was. But I know was, what you're talking about. It was okay. I want to find the title for the our um our listeners. Uh, no, I want the silence. Too. That makes sense. That the it's silence, called the silence. Yeah. That's um a very logical name for a film about um silence to have. Um, <laughs> but that's like, it's, it's essentially it's a kind of an opposite thing. Yeah. So Kieran Chip is definite. That's what it is. Oh, okay. So Kieran Shipka's gotcha. character is deaf. So uh-huh. it's, there's a lot of... There's kind of been a surge. And I do think Hush was the first in this surge. Yeah, I mean, it was a thing that was on for a long time. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. In terms of, like, maybe uh, another wave of those kinds of films uh-huh. coming into play again. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, the first film I can think of that's kind of similar is uh, Wait Until Dark. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. That's an Audrey Hepburn film. Oh. And Audrey Hepburn is uh, blind in it. Oh. And it's a similar kind of premise where she's in a, in a house... And it's being kind of, I think, I think there are burglars mm-hmm. more than anything. I think that's, I, I've watched it a very long time ago, but that's a very interesting film. It's kind of horror-y a little bit. Uh, it's definitely like a, a thriller kind of thing. So I don't know, like this whole uh, idea of somebody who doesn't have all their senses yeah. having to battle something, you know, and, and figuring out their own way to do it is, has been around for a while. Yeah, it's, it's like interesting. And I think none of these are like copying each other. Like they all have their own unique um twist or like their own unique reasoning yeah um but i think hush i like so much because like the silence and the Qu- a quiet place both have like a monster yeah and it's this thing of the monster um hears yeah um and the, the, you know so you have to be really really quiet yeah um like it doesn't see you but it hears it doesn't you. see you it's kind of like bats essentially mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like in the silence they're kind of mutant bats okay um but in Hush, it's literally just like, it's this normal scenario. It's like, this person is deaf. And then there's a whole cat and mouse game with the serial killer. Yeah, like the film starts off and you you meet Maddie and you learn that she's deaf. And then a guy comes and he's like, I'm going to kill you. And that's the film. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens is, so he runs up and he, so we have the setting where she's got a neighbor. Her neighbor is learning ASL, which is American Sign Language. Yes. So to like chat with her. And... The neighbor then later on when thingy what's her name maddie is yeah doing something don't remember what she's doing <laughs> she's, she's doing cle- something she's cleaning up or something after yes. her cooking um and then the neighbor runs to the door bloodied yeah and the serial killer is like stabbing her against the door she's like bang like please hear me and maddie's like da, 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 just cleaning the pots and pans well she doesn't uh sing she because she's sing. also mute she's also mute yeah that's an important thing to add um, <laughs> But but then, you know, so the serial killer is immediately like, well, why doesn't she care? And that's when he, you know, realizes this could be a fun little game for him. Yeah, because he's there to kill her one way or another, uh, I guess, because you don't really learn anything about him. He's just a guy with a mask and a knife and then just a guy because he mm-hmm. loses the mask because he doesn't care. Yeah. Well, he's got a crossbow. And a crossbow. And on the crossbow, it's got a tally of all the people he's killed. All right. I haven't seen that. How Did you watch is... this film? No. <laughs> Good. Just pretended to watch it. Um, how many uh, people did he kill? Um, the tally was up to, I think, 11 or something. He's uh, doing well. He's doing well for himself. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. Um, he's this guy, like, scummy, weird little guy. John uh, John Gallagher Jr., I think his name is. Yeah. He, was, uh, he originated the role of Moritz in Spring Awakening on Broadway. Uh, okay. Moritz is an angsty teen. You know all about that. Um, angsty teen, um, bad things happen. Okay. But he's excellent in that. He's got an excellent singing voice. He's a very good actor. He's a talented uh, boy. I like him a lot. Uh, he's great in uh, uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. 
Oh yeah, he's, he's in, in that. that as well. Yeah, he looks so different. He's well, he's like a good guy in that. Yeah, he's the good guy, and the Jock Goodman is the not nice guy, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good film, and uh, he's also in the Short Term Twelve, which oh, is also good. Interesting. Uh, yeah, fun guy. Um, yeah, so he's in this. He comes up. And yeah, then basically the the rest, like the the remaining hour of this film, I would say, is just them playing the game of I want to kill you, and she's like no, <laughs> she's not, she's she, she doesn't want, she it. yeah, she doesn't internally she says yeah. no. But yeah, so I think the reason kind of I picked it mm-hmm. is just because I think because of how like silent it is, mm-hmm. it's just it's just really different, and I I think the whole it's the same kind of thing that with Blair Witch. Where Blair Witch has very little action, but you're constantly in suspense. Yeah. Hush has a lot of action, but you're also, because of how quiet it is, you're also always in suspense. Yeah. You're like, something can happen at any time, and she doesn't know. You know, it's not like the, oh, the killer might be hiding, you know, in, in mm-hmm. things like Scream. It's like, oh, the killer just jumps out of a wardrobe. Yeah. Whereas, you know, with this, it's like, we're kind of, at different times, they align us with her and him and kind of having the, vi- the view of what they have. But it's like, she can't hear if he's coming. Uh, yeah, no, she can like she she sees him. She's very good at like yeah, she can figuring out where he is because he basically just walks around the house for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he what he says is he because he checks if he can. She writes a little message on, so he's wearing a mask. Yes. She writes a message and lipstick on the door. Gets yeah. a torch. She's incredibly intelligent. As is he. To be fair, he's pretty. Intelligent. I I don't know if I'd agree with any of he, those points. I can't remember why I think he's intelligent, but there was a reason. Oh, because okay, well, I'll get to it. Okay. Um, <laughs> But um, she, I mean, he's not as intelligent as her, but he's not a, a dummy, you know? There are a bunch of, like, we're going to get to it, but there are a bunch of dumb things that happen in this film. Oh, yeah. But, okay, so he, she writes the message. She's like, didn't see face. Because she also, at this stage, she still doesn't know that her neighbor's dead. Yeah. She kind of just thinks this is like a home invasion. Maybe he's going to rob her. Like, she doesn't really know the full scale of what's going on because she doesn't know her neighbor's been murdered by this man. Yes. Um, so she writes on the door. She writes like, "Didn't see face. Uh, one call police. Boyfriend coming home." And yeah. We know that she, her boyfriend, and her have broken up. We have yeah, Craig. That fuck that guy. Fuck Craig. Craig. Right. Fuck Craig. Yeah. Stop calling her. Um, well, to be fair, she did dial his number twice and then did. disconnected. Yes. And to be clear, she's FaceTiming him. Yeah. Um, you can also FaceTime nine one one. It seems. Uh, she just, I'm pretty she sure said, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, it, it it would want to be, but is it FaceTime? Like, how does it work? Anyway. Um. <laughs> but so. <laughs> She um, writes that message and he sees it and like she's basically like, no, go away, my boyfriend's coming. Um, and he, I think it's at that point maybe that he reveals that he knows, because he's heard her conversation with her friend who's called, Max. Yeah. And so he knows that her and her boyfriend have broken up or at least having problems and that she lives alone. Yeah. All that context has been given. Yeah. Um, so he knows no one's coming home. Yeah. And so he walks to the door and he takes his mask off and he's like, now you've seen it. Yeah, what he doesn't do care. Yeah. He's yeah. like, ah. He's like, I'm going to kill you. And what he says is something along the lines of, um, I'm, I, he's like, I can get in whenever I want, but I'm going to wait until you want to die or something like that. Yeah, because he's a very nice man. I think, yeah, I think I wrote it down. He does say something like that because he, yeah, he's a little creepy guy. So he says stuff like that. Oh, yeah. He said, when you wish you were dead, that's when I'll come inside. Well, okay. That's what he says. Yeah. And then he proceeds to yeah do some other like the, and then uh, I guess then what happens is uh, he shows her that he murdered her friend like her neighbor by taking her corpse and putting the corpse against the window and banging on the glass. 
That's one way to get someone's attention. Which is, I guess, yeah, something you can do, mm-hmm. which happens in this film. Mm-hmm. It's great, and uh, Maddie is quite upset about this, which is understandable. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't think there are any that's other twists in Still. this. Uh, that's um, pretty much it. <clears throat> like, there's one other twist when another person comes by. Yeah, so that's. So let me just go through my notes so yeah. we can stay on track. Mm-hmm. So we've got, they really established the sound yeah. as, and how important sound is. You know, you've got, she's got a cat. I believe the cat's name is Bitch. That is true. Um, her name is Bitch. an name for a cat. Uh, yeah, it's on uh, the cat's collar. Yeah. Um, so she's got her cat and she has, the cat always goes wandering because it lives in the woods and mm-hmm. it's a cat. Yeah. So she has food and she shakes the food to get the cat to come in. So it's like the cat's alerted by sound. Yeah. It's like sound is so useful and important. Um. And she, we learn, there's a lot of exposition that's done in a really, I think, intelligent way. So you've got like, like we, we, the exposition is done in a way that you're not like, oh, this is just deliberate exposition. Well, it's, it's, but it's not like someone depends. saying, maybe. It's not like someone just saying, oh yes, and you this and you that and you, like you've got, we have a lot of context of like, we learn how her fire alarm works. So she's got a fire alarm. Yeah. She, she fucks up the dinner and uh, while she's outside, house goes smoky. Yes. And her friend's like, oh no. And she's like, oh shit. Um, but her fire alarm is incredibly loud because she needs to be able to feel the vibrations if she's asleep. Yes. And it also has like a flashing light. Yeah. So it's there's mo- like a couple ways to alert her. Sure. Which makes sense. Yes. Although so, I, have so, to, I have to say that if she lives alone, she probably should be a better cook. Like, because she has to cook for herself like every fucking day. I think she's just trying something new. I can relate to that. Like you get, you get. I think so. Well, yeah, sometimes you're like, hmm, I'm going to try cooking something different tonight. Okay. Some of us aren't as talented as, as, as um, us. True. You know. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, she fucks it up because she leaves the meat or ribs. I think she's making ribs in the oven. She's making lamb. Um... <laughs> what? Um, she's making lamb. Lamb. What do they call it? Lamb. Lamb chops? It's not lamb chops. Lamb There's a thing like that. It's, something, it's, it's some sort of meat. Anyway, she leaves it in the oven. That's why the, the fire yes. alarm goes off. Um, okay. So that's how they set up the sound, kind of, and all those little things. But then in terms of exposition, there are also moments like the way you learn about what happened to her is because they show you the, the back cover of a book she wrote where her bio explains in detail her accident and stuff like that. And I'm like, that is... A bad thing to put in a bio. If you wrote, if you just wrote a book, I get it that they're trying to sell it, but it's such a sad thing that mm. they're trying to sell the book because she's deaf and had an accident. I feel like that's real life, though. I don't know. This is capitalism. Well, I don't know. If she, if it's her book, and she seems to be proud of it, so I would think that she didn't want it to be there. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. Mm. It also is a block of text on the screen that explains to you what is going on. <laughs> but it's done in a way that isn't just like someone saying it. You know, it's like okay, it's on her book. It's just shown to us. Yeah. Also, it's not necessary for her. I don't think we need to know why she doesn't hear yeah, or speak. We don't. We don't need to know the whole context. So um, I would, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd take it out of there. Remove it. If I was writing the script. I'm going to text Mike later on. Text Mike right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so in terms of exposition, that's what kind of struck me a little bit. Um, also, the dialogue is a little bit stiff, I would say. Because there's not that much of it. That's true. And uh, it's kind of hard to say that that dialogue is stiff when the main character doesn't speak, mm-hmm. per se. I think that the dialogue is stiff because the whole kind of point of it is that, like, whenever there's dialogue, there's very there's very little of it. 
Yeah. It's one-sided. And you've got um, Mac... No, no. Katie? Is your neighbor's name Katie? I Sarah? Yeah, I think it might be Sarah because I remember it. Uh, let me just check. Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. Sarah. Um, okay. So, Sarah um, is trying to learn sign language. And so, she's doing that. So, she's trying to speak the... She's trying to... Like, that's actually a very normal thing for uh, hearing people to do while they're speaking sign language as well. That's quite yeah, normal that you speak. As yeah, well. well, exactly. But that's what I mean is that she's trying to also sign and be like, what's the sign for this word I'm saying? Yeah. And also she's conscious of the fact that her sign isn't perfect. So she needs to make sure she's enunciating everything so that her that, so that um, Maddie can read her lips. Yeah. So it's like, you have you're, yeah, she just has to be a bit more calculated when she's talking in order to be able to... I mean, that's also there for you as the viewer to have somebody who actually talks because I guess people hate reading. Do, do you know about this film? Oh, I don't know what the name is in uh, uh, in English, but they made this film. I think it's a film from Belarus. It's uh, 100% in sign language and you don't get subtitles. So you watch it as it is and they're, I think they're actually deaf actors in it. I haven't seen this film, but I've heard about it. And they just speak in the sign language and you have to figure out what's going on pretty much on your own. Oh, interesting. Which is kind of cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, just came into my head now. Interesting. So, but they, they don't have the balls to do it here in terms of like, even in the exposition, they're like, okay, we need to put some actual dialogue into yeah. this. Um, but fine. I mean, it's, and then you've got the serial killer whose name is Man. That's just his name. I mean, it's not his name. It's what he's named as in the... Script. True. He's yeah, a man. He's a man. It's factually correct, I guess. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, he talks a little bit, and then there's dialogue between him and John, who's Sarah's husband, boyfriend, partner, something. Correct. And that's the bit where I think that the serial killer is kind of intelligent, where he comes around and he acts as though he is a policeman. And John is like, huh? <laughs> John is being extra stupid. Like yeah. this whole setup is weird, and I, I don't really like the scene. That's one of the scenes where I'm kind of like uh, getting uh, like away from the film a little bit because it feels um, a little bit fake and a little bit forced that it happens this particular way. Yeah. It feels quite random because man comes over and he's like, oh, hey, I'm police. I think something happened at this house. Uh, I'm not dressed in clothes because I'm a deputy and he makes up a bunch of shit. And Joe's like, okay, then. Scary. <laughs> uh, have well, my no. phone. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, it strikes me as kind of odd, the way they decide to write it, especially. Because it's, um, it's a scene with a beginning and a middle and an end. And the end is a little bit... Because they talk, right? The man, come, man comes over, pretends to be policeman. John is confused. <coughs> Sorry. Man is conf- uh, John is confused. And he's like, oh, I guess I'm going to trust this man that he's a police officer or, you know, something. But I think you can see he's, like, wary. He is, but he gives him the phone, yeah. which is the worst thing to do. He doesn't check whether the guy actually called the police, which he will see on his phone. Once the man... Because he gives the man the phone, the man's like, I'm going to call for backup. Oh, yeah, yeah. The man calls for backup, pretends to call. I don't know what he's doing. He talks to somebody. I don't know if he dials anything at all. It gives back to, to John, and John's like, okay. And he puts the phone in his pocket. <laughs> well, he tries to keep the phone. Man, man puts the yeah. phone in his pocket and then John's like, can I uh, have that back? Yeah. And John, or man's like, ah, ha, ha, of course. I, 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 yeah, and they yeah. build it that way because they're like, oh, because he, the John is a big kind of uh, 
fit guy. So mm-hmm. he, the man is like, oh, I'm not going to last in the fight with him. So yeah. they, they kind of build up so that the man is, you know, cunning and he's going to get him because he's more intelligent than John. He's going to trick him into doing something. But I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird to me that John is so gullible. <laughs> like, he's very gullible. And, like, he sees that something's going wrong. There's just one guy there dressed as a burglar. He's not, like, not dressed as a policeman. He's, like, his clothes are saying to you, like, there's something wrong with this he's guy. He's got a big neck tattoo. Yeah, big neck tattoo. Uh, I don't think he's bleeding. I mean, there's nothing the time, wrong there's... with neck tattoos, but he's got this big neck tattoo and there's something's going on. Something's definitely going on in the in the house. So... I don't know if they let someone with a neck tattoo be a deputy in the police probably, force. I, I think they would. Do you think? I, I hope so. Maybe not man. I don't Maybe think man, man, man should, should not be a police officer. Should not be, no. That's not a line in... I mean, I don't know. If, if it helps him become a better person. What? <laughs> like, I don't want to, you know, uh, double down on man and be like, oh, he's beyond retribution. Maybe, you know, if we help him out, get a he gets a good career. Maybe being a policeman is what he actually wants to do. Um, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I am. you're wrong. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, yeah, that scene is uh, one of those scenes where I'm a little bit like, I-, I think better decisions could have been made there, and the outcome is a bit... Yeah, eh, they have know. a little fight. Uh, Maddie <laughs> sees little. him. Maddie basically fucks it all up, to be honest. Yes. Because she thinks that John is there by himself. Yeah. She bangs on the door, and then Man's like, what? Or John looks, and yeah. then Man's, I think, stabs, stabs him in the him neck. Stabs him in the neck, yeah. Which is just, you're gonna die. Yeah. And then um, they have a bit of a tussle. A lot of people, like, everybody gets stabbed in this film usually multiple times. Mm. And they're usually fine for a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Man gets stabbed multiple times, and he's kind of all right most of the time. Does he? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, Man, he gets at the end, he's hammer. Stabbed. He gets the end of a hammer into his arm, which would hurt so much. Also, this happens before the John scene. This happens, yeah, it happens when he's used um, Sarah's arm to knock on the window. Yeah. And, um... Maddie is like, oh, I know what I'll do. She remembers. So we, we realize how observa- or observational, <laughs> observative, <laughs> we, <laughs> we realize how observative. Yes. Um, That's the word, isn't it? Observative? I don't know. Observant. Oh my God. Observant. Yeah. I'll cut all this out. Don't worry. <laughs> I, um, I know. Um, we realize how observant Maddie is because in the sense of she's, she, you have a flashback where you're like, oh yeah, she has a phone in her pocket. Yeah. I can get her phone and then I can call the police or I can call somebody. Uh, probably call Craig. <sighs> Sick of Craig. Um, yeah, Craig is not doing a good job in this film. Even though no. we don't know what he's done and he seems to be, I don't know, just a guy. I don't know. Like if We someone... know exactly nothing about Craig. Exactly. I mean, you know, I, I, I did write down fuck you Craig in my notes. <laughs> but that's just because the film tries to apply this, I guess. Yeah. But honestly, Craig seems to have very normal reactions. He gets to he he texts Maddie at the beginning saying, "I was thinking about you today," which is okay. And she deletes the message. Yeah, she deletes the message, but then calls him twice and disconnects on Facetime. On Facetime, and Craig tries to phone back, mm-hmm. which is a normal thing to do, and then tries to call again. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "No." And honestly, she probably should have. Yeah, she probably should have asked. She could have, if you're on the phone, you could be like, "Oh, I, there's like I'm being there's someone following me." But she is talking to Max and, you know, it's like... Yeah, and Max is like, what was that behind you? And then Maddie's like, oh, it's probably the cat. Bitch escaped a, again. Yeah, they have a good laugh. Yeah, they have a good giggle. 
while the serial killer is just standing behind her. Yeah. Watching her have a little chat. And then he steals her phone. That's an important thing to add. He steals her phone. Yeah. And starts like sending. That's when she's alerted to the fact that he's there. Yeah, because he's... We're really good at doing this chronologically, by the way. That's Um, fine. Whatever. (laughs) It's like this kind of film is like, yeah, just a bunch of stuff. Like the the only thing is there's a setup and then just a bunch of stuff happens. Just stuff happens. So he Uh, he steals the phone. He starts just taking pictures of her. And she's like, oh shit. What's happening? Yeah, that's a good moment. I like that. Yeah, it's great. I like that whole thing of taking pictures of you, you know, while you're there. Like, you see somebody taking a picture of you in real time and sending it to you. Yeah, that's and creepy. She's, she's on her, her MacBook, which is why she's receiving these messages from her iPhone. She has multiple um, ways to receive messages, just to make sure everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you should, probably should have seen the film. Yeah, it depends. Some people wanna don't want to watch a horror film and just want to listen to us yeah, talk about I it. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm not sure if they want to listen to us talk about it. Well, they <laughs> are now. Too bad. Yeah, unfortunate. Which, that's what you got. Yeah, <laughs> this is what you got to deal with. <laughs> um, okay, so he takes the phone. Yeah. Go through my notes. Uh, crossbow. And the, the thing, so the crossbow is great because it drives the theme of the fact that she's being hunted. Because a crossbow is that kind of hunting weapon. I mean, yeah, the, the, the whole, like, the way they build man as a character is that he is doing it for sport, I mm-hmm. guess, more than anything else. He doesn't seem to have any, first of all, no personal relationship, but also he doesn't seem to be, like... With anyone? No, like, with anyone, yeah. Like, he doesn't know either the neighbors or her or nothing, you know. He seems like he's just there by accident, kind of. Like, he just chose a few houses in the mm-hmm. woods and just was there like, oh, I'm going to go and kill some people. Yeah, it's the kind of the interesting thing night. when there's no yeah. reason. Yeah. You I know, mean, there's... I like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that thing of like, this can just happen. Yeah. Don't be living alone in the woods. Exactly. So there's no motive. Um, so, yeah, and they try to build him as this kind of hunter guy. And he's also not like a pure psychopath. He's not like... I don't know, uh, wearing people's skin and stuff like that. Yeah. He seems to be interested in like the yeah the hunts or the chase or the, well, exactly. the game. Well, exactly. He yeah. takes the game. Yeah. He's like, she's she's in there, I'm out here, let's yeah. play. And they do play. They do play quite a bit. He enjoys it, I yeah. think, for a while. He does, know. yeah. Cuts her electricity. I think he stops liking it when um, she starts to um, outsmart him. Yeah, but then, you know, she doesn't really outsmart him that well. Yeah, I mean, it's not even really outsmarting. It's more just like she hits him with a hammer and stuff. They also, I think, break each other's hands. But yeah, he that's... maybe, she hurts his hand. He full on breaks her hand. He mangles her fingers. The damage that's being done in this film is very weird, especially with the hammer. Like the hammer happens very early on and it like, it's quite bloody. She gets him in the arm. He has to rip up the, the neighbor's shirt to kind of uh, put some bandage, like put a, her shirt as a bandage on his arm to stop it from bleeding. And uh, this is not, like, taken into account later on. He seems to be 100% fine with well, every interaction. He's, he's stopped. That's what they do. They stop the bleeding by but wrapping still, something around it. Well, it's like sure. the pressure and stuff. Yeah, but he stopped the bleeding. But he still has a fucking hole in his arm yeah. from the hammer. Yeah. And this happens quite a lot because people, those people, like, you know, it's, uh, there's, it's a horror film. And there's pretty much two characters. One early death and then John gets mm-hmm. fucked up as well. But, you know, to kind of keep the action going, they also damage each other and they shoot each other and they put hammers in their arms and stuff like that. But yeah, but then that means that they have to keep going yeah. <laughs> or otherwise there's no film. <laughs> they so, both just bleed out. 
So they're all very, uh, very much like uh, nearly dying at the end of this film. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. Like I think this film was going for a very realistic kind of feel. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have much of a campy vibe to it. It no, doesn't it have much of a you know um, any other aesthetic. You know, it doesn't even have like this '80s kind of slasher vibe. It feels to be very like you know down to earth. This is how it would really happen. So I don't know the the fact that they're so. Uh, you know, it's so fucked up <laughs> in terms of just like, you know, their bodies. It's, it's kind of, I don't know, it strikes me as a little bit weird. Yeah, I guess. it's. I think it's, I suppose it's that thing of like, they start with a bit more like stamina and that the stamina, you know, goes down because they're getting weaker and weaker. Um, yeah. But the, and it's, I think it's the thing of the smarts more so come into it as it goes on. Where it's like I need to use my brain and not yeah um and not just try and beat this with like force you know like you've got when she's um because that and her whole thing is that she and it's kind of they've both got an upper hand on one another she can't um she can't hear yes so that's unfortunate for her but he can hear which ends up being sometimes detrimental in kind of different ways when do you think this, is that I mean in the sense of like so say like if you switched it around yeah so she at one point like tries to divert his attention essentially um by she um has to make her car alarm go off mm-hmm. um, so she makes her car alarm go off because he's also slashed her tires so she can't leave um <clears throat> she makes her car alarm go off and then he's like oh shit sound that's gonna alert people uh, also would annoy you but like so it's the like the sound's gonna alert other people the sound's not making a difference to her because she can't hear it yeah uh, so it's not like it's bothering her I mean yeah it's not like if she could hear that the sound would bother her like well, in terms of the car alarm yeah at the end but, it comes into play but. yeah at the end it comes more into play but it's kind of setting it where it's like sound is for him could yeah. pose issues but then you've got the other issue where she and then I think she kind of rectifies it at a later stage a bit so like she can set the car alarm off and that's great and she tries to use that to go get the phone from Sarah but then she doesn't know when he stopped it because she can't hear it. So all she knows is that she's distracted him for a little bit of time. Yeah. But he breaks into the car, turns the car alarm off. She kind of distracts him in the same way that you would distract a, you know, an NPC in a video game. It's like the same <laughs> kind of, like, you know, I'll throw this stone over there and then this guy's <laughs> going to go there and check out what that thing is mm-hmm. and then I'll sneak past. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the car alarm <laughs> yeah. is the first one, but then she also takes like a flashlight or something and throws it into the she, woods. Yeah, that's. I think that's kind of the her trying to rectify it so that she, she's like rather than trying to use something that will benefit him in a way almost more than me. Yeah, it's like if I use light, I can see light. But yeah, so like you know, she has to watch him constantly. Yes. Um, which means that we always know where he is for the most part. Yeah. Whereas in another film, you know, you'd have the the victim like trying to hide or trying to do something to yeah to defeat them but it's like she can't if she hides she loses her she loses her whole not control over the situation but like she loses her yeah um, the only thing she has kind of that yeah the um, only way she can know where he is yeah gives her any awareness she loses sight of him for one second that's it yeah I, I get that, and I agree. That's an interesting point. Didn't even think about it that much, but yeah, that's that's interesting. That the problem is, if you see the killer all the time, then you kind of realize that he doesn't have much to do, because mm-hmm. he basically what he does is walks around, checks a window, goes around the house, 
looks at something. I don't really, I don't really know what he's trying to do. Uh, he kind of just walks around the house for the first half of this. He's kind of just casing it. Yeah, but I don't really know what he's looking for. Like he finds the fuse box right away. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's a small enough house. Yeah, but then what is he trying to find? Like a different I think he's way just in? looking for all the different entrances. He's trying to think where can she leave? Where can I get in? Yeah, you know, it's trying to work out all the different possible exit. Yeah, it's kind exits. of boring though. I was like gonna you... say exit holes for some reason. Exit holes. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, no, but there's this, like this. It's it's kind of weird because you you see him walking around the house, and I'm thinking, wow, this is kind of boring <laughs> for him. It's like, uh, just walk around this house, wait till she gets upset. And stuff like that. Wait until but, she wishes she was dead. Yeah. But then she tries to escape twice, I guess. Two big times when she tries to escape. The first time with the car alarm. Mm-hmm. She puts up the car alarm, right? And does she try to escape then? That's not her trying to escape. She So what she does is she, because of the signal, I guess, yeah. of the remote in the car, she has to open the door, get yeah. out a bit hit the button yeah get get back in quickly lock the door yeah she's doing that to distract him so she can get the phone to oh, like yeah, gotcha, call yeah. police or something. yeah that's the phone part yeah so when the when is the first time when she goes out of the front door and then hides under the porch what happens so then? that's the she hiding in the crawl space yeah um i don't know what her what she what she thinks is gonna happen really yeah I, that's a weird one because she's in the woods i mean it's kind of it's almost that thing of like how I don't know. There's leaves everywhere. It's noisy. It's just like it's it's too. I feel like it would be too risky to leave the house because think, it's like there's a lot. It's not like you live in an estate and you can run to the next yeah. house. She's seen that her neighbor's dead. Yeah. And I'm assuming that John was out, and that's why. Because otherwise, somehow Sarah just like got killed. What? But as in, does John say that he was out or something? Like, he yeah, comes to know. find Sarah? Because then, like, how did he not know? Yeah, did I... she was going to her house and then suddenly got murdered? Like, what Yeah, happened? I don't know. I don't know why John is there. But it's, 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 it's yeah, it's a weird thing. But you kind of, you get the idea that they haven't got that many neighbors or anything. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like, there's nowhere she can really run to. Well, I think. She has to get them to come to her. When she's in the crawl space and the man is on the other side of the house at the time. Mm-hmm. She can kind of, she can't hear him, but she puts her hand up to the what above her and she kind of feels the steps and then she sees him kind of coming down and going to the other side of the house and then she's like oh i'm gonna make a run for it uh i think she could run i think well, she we don't know it. how far away she lives from like humanity that's true but still like i think that if she like first of all she starts running like this right away like very loudly bum, 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 and he hears her right mm-hmm. away i think just you know crawl around a little bit wait till he's doing something else and then like quietly walk behind the tree just casually walk well just like you know chill. like it's like, just we're doing like video game roles just like you know be like a little bit you know, crouched crouched yeah the last crouched. of us crouched to yeah. listen <gasps> oh, or you can do the metal your saw thing and put a fucking box on you and then they can see she's the people in the last of us she crouches to listen is that how it works in the last of us because she uses she uses yeah echolocation that's what the oh um, yeah the, that's what uh, the, the clickers. clickers use they yeah. use echolocation she's a clicker mm-hmm. there you go Last Wait. of Us ripped off Hush. Wait. Or is that before? Wait, no, echolocation is when you can hear. <laughs> no, she should do the Metal it's Gear Solid like thing. It's kind of like echolocation. Metal Gear Solid thing. Get a box. Like a... Uh, just a box. Like any box. Like the box you use for moving. Put it over yourself. The box you use for moving? A car? Yeah, like a cardboard box. No, like a cardboard when box. When you move house, you mean? Like the, the, <laughs> the box that you put your shit in when you're going to a different house. 
It's a cardboard handbag. box. No, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Take that box, get into the box. Mail the box to yourself. Yeah, she Smash it with a hammer. <laughs> and only move around in the box when when he's not looking, and when he's looking, just stay still. And then he's like, "Oh, it's just a box." Yeah, what she should have done is got some glue. Oh yeah. Collected some leaves, glued them to herself. Oh. And walk, and then when he just falls to the ground. That'd be great. And he's like, "Oh, it's just a pile of leaves." Yeah. And then when she walks, he's like, "Oh, it's just wind, blowing the leaves in a human form." Or she can dress up as bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she can I find the cat, cat, shave the cat, stick all the hair to yourself. I have an allergic Skin the cat. Skin the cat. Put the, put the face of the cat on your own face. Wear the collar. Do the Texas uh, Chase of Massacre yes. bit, but with a cat. Yes, but don't skin the cat, just shave it. No. Yeah. <laughs> All great ideas that I don't know why Matt doesn't use. Let's, let's call Mike. Yeah, we should get Mike on the line here. Maybe he can use it for his next project. I'll call him. Um, are you doing it? If you are dialing another mobile number... Oh, Mike didn't I answer. Can't pick up right now. <laughs> he's busy. It's good he's got an Irish number though. Yeah, that's good for him. That's good, yeah. So uh, the <laughs> second time she tries to escape is the one that bothers me the most. Because what she tries to do, she's like, "Okay, the crawl space didn't work. I'm gonna get on the roof." And I'm like, <laughs> "Lady, I'm gonna walk on the rain catcher." Don't go upstairs. Like it's like she watched Scream because. Like, I don't know, like, she gets, like, the basics of, like, oh, I need probably better stay in for a while, like, be very careful where he is. But then she goes upstairs. It's one yeah. of the most important rules is don't go upstairs. Don't have sex. She doesn't have sex. She follows that rule. Doesn't masturbate either. She doesn't masturbate. Well, if she did, we didn't see it. Yeah. That was a bit where we were focusing on man. Yeah. We're always focusing on man. Ugh, patriarchy. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, we could go into a whole bit on masturbation, but why? Let's not do it. I sent this podcast to my mom yesterday. So. Hey, Matthew's mom. Hello. Is her name Katya? Uh, Kasha. 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 Hi, Kasha. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's, it's what, episode four. Oh. <laughs> I don't think she's gonna get here. Aww. Well, well, we'll see. Maybe if she mentions it to me, then I know that you know we're doing something well. Mm. So, anyways, she goes upstairs. Maddie, not my mom. Ma- Maddie <laughs> goes upstairs, and she's like, "I'm gonna try going through the roof." And it's the weirdest idea ever because she takes this uh, flashlight, she waits till man is like underneath her and then she throws the flashlight into the woods and tries to go down like a a little vine she has. It's a trellis. A trellis, yeah. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? This is the (laughs) stupidest thing you can do. Like it it would even be better if she just went back into the house and like run downstairs and went through the door. But this kind of shows us why she can't run away because he has a bow, he has a crossbow. Well, yeah. So he doesn't need to be, you know, you haven't got the whole thing where he needs to stab her. He hasn't got a, obviously it would be sort of the same if it was a gun, but serial killers don't have guns. They're too loud. Yeah. Um, But he's got a crossbow, so she can run away, but he might shoot her. No, it's great that he has a crossbow. It's just that the way she thinks about this escape plan just doesn't make any sense to me. No, and then she she gets shot in the leg. And then she gets shot, obviously, yeah. Uh, But also the thing is she, if if she would just go and run, right, she drops the stupid flashlight in the woods the guy has a crossbow, but she runs. He's not going to hit her with that crossbow. He's very bad at shooting it. 
He's not very good. It's also hard to... First of all, it's hard to shoot a crossbow. Hard to reload. Hard to reload, but also hard to shoot. Like, especially mm. something that's moving. Like, it's an arrow. It's not like a gun where the bullet is so fucking fast. I mean, the arrow is fast, but not as fast not as a bullet. Not as fast as a bullet. Like, you have to take into account that somebody's moving. Uh-huh. And there are trees around. It's not a perfect weapon. She can run. And also, it takes ages to fucking reload for him. Mm-hmm. Also, if he tries to run after her... If he needs to reload, he needs to stop. Yeah. He's not going to run and reload the crossbow while fucking running. If he did, that would be incredibly impressive. That would be. But he's not very impressive. No. But I think it's also... So he shoots her in the leg and then she... He... It's quite funny. He just He's just trying to climb onto the roof. And like... Yeah. The same way you'd climb if you were doing something unimportant, but you were climbing. He like throws his arm up, puts the thing he's bringing with him <laughs> on the roof. And she's like, oh, and just grabs it. Just yeah. grabs the crossbow. That's a very silly sequence um, of events. Yeah, that's very so silly. Stupid. Yeah. Um, and I think does she kick him or does she like hit him with the crossbow? I, I don't even remember. But she but gets the crossbow from she him. She gets anyway. the crossbow, and then we've got about ten or fifteen minutes of her trying to reload it. Yeah. Um, she doesn't. She just can't. She, do she it. can't do it. She can't do it. But there's literally, I think it's about ten minutes. They just keep cutting back to her. But to reload. Well, he, that that's day. when John comes along. And oh, while yeah. he's talking to John, every now and then we go back to Maddie, who's in the Try- bathroom, desperately trying to reload the crossbow. To be fair, though, I believe that. Hurting her fingies. Yeah, I'm sure that reloading a crossbow is very hard. I think I would have given up after a few minutes, though. Yeah. It's, again, it's not that thing where like you've got, like, a when you get a bottle of kombucha and you try and open it and you have to give it to your friend, they have to open it because you just can't do it But yourself. here's another thing. Like, when they're on the roof and she gets the crossbow, she also has the arrow. And the guy is right there. Mm-hmm. Like, don't try to reload the crossbow. Stab just him in stab the eye him. with the arrow. Just there you go. Him. Easy. Done. I, th- this, do- this doesn't bother me so much because this is like a quick se- sequence of events. So, like, I can, uh, you know, I, I, I'm like, if something happens quickly or, you know, a situation develops and somebody does something stupid, it doesn't really bother me much because, you know, it's like you, you don't have all the time to think about it. Mm. But then if she goes up to the roof and has a whole plan, then, like, that kind of bothers me because it's like, especially since she's so analytical and the film tries to make the point that she's so good at figuring out different outcomes and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that's the one of my favorite things of the film. Okay. Is, because she's a writer, she's got what she calls writer, her mom calls writer brain. Yes. And um, Sarah asks her, like, what the voice in her head is, like, what it sounds like. She was like, does it sound like a child? Yeah. And she's like, no, it sounds like my mom. Um, so that's, like, I guess the main voice she remembers. Because I think it's that thing, you don't really remember your own voice. Yeah, I think that's a good yeah. point. Like, she, um, she hears her mom. Yeah. So she hears her mom's voice. Um, but she's got so and we see her doing this when she's writing her book um, and she's having writer's block but she writes about seven endings yeah because she's like it could end, she's like I see all the different endings and I need to like work out which one works best yeah. so we see her and this is where it's introduced to us in the physical way yeah where she essentially just makes her run for it and then he sees her runs after her hits her with a rock and just starts bashing her head in and I remember the first yeah. time I watched it I was like oh <gasps> Oh fuck! No, is it over? What's what happened now? But then we see she's like I guess she her she is lying there, head smashed in, and her head turns to the camera, and she's like, "You can't run, you leggy hurty, etc." So she says yeah. something along the lines of that, um, and then she so she starts playing out all the different scenarios, and she's like, "Well, if I run outside, then he'll catch me, he'll yeah. get me." Uh, if I do this, this will happen. If, so she and you, you start seeing all the different endings. Yeah, that she kind of thinks so. And you yeah. see them physically happening. You've got her sitting beside herself talking. I guess in her mom's voice. I'm sure it's just Kate Siegel's voice. Yeah, I'm um, sure it's Kate Siegel yes, and not Kate Siegel's mom voice. No, that would be strange. Um, but you know, so you've got her sitting there opposite herself, 
talking and this is kind of it's interesting because this is it's the first part of the film where it's not just like I don't know it's 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 really hyper realistic up until oh, that yeah. point and then you have this Suddenly, moment yeah you've got like you know different you know people fading away it's like similar to like in Gerald's game I think the same thing happens where she like hallucinates and of course it's Mike Flanagan um, you haven't seen Gerald's game no okay I won't talk about it <clears throat> it's a very good film um, but you've got the same kind of thing where you know the concept of Gerald's game yeah yeah so like her husband die yeah um, and she like hallucinates the husband um, being alive and talking to her and like trying to kind of taunting her trying to get her to escape because she's handcuffed to the bed yeah. Um, so it's a very interesting thing that Mike Flanagan likes to do. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. The, the problem I have is it comes into play at the last leg of the film. And I'm like, I think it would be more interesting if it would just be a thing that happened throughout. Because it feels a bit late to introduce that to me. Because like it's set up in the beginning. And then I'm like, okay, uh, this would have really helped like if we <laughs> saw that process before. Because... Well then like maybe you get a bit more context on what she's doing because if she can see different endings or if she thinks about in that way all the time i think it'd be kind of a more interesting experience of watching this and like never knowing what actually happens and what is just like a like something she thinks might happen i prefer Um, it just happening at the end because i think it's also it kind of takes you out of it where they make you think that he's just one and then you're like oh my god wait no what yeah it's a twist it's It's a a twist it's an exciting little twist um no, I like the way they do it because it's kind of it's this thing of it is the ending and it's like well now she's thinking she, this needs to end she's thinking of how it can end yeah what do I do do I do I live or do I what do I do and so it's I prefer it just being introduced at the end gotcha I think it's much more interesting uh, do you write or did you ever write stuff is uh-huh. that something you do I did okay what kind of once stuff once I got an A mm. what kind <laughs> of stuff did you write um little stories I don't know Little stories, short stories. I, there, like I think there. I mean, like, uh, yeah, it was in school. You had to write short stories. Okay. So I wrote short stories. I'm just wondering because I I also wrote a bunch of stuff and I still write a lot, and that whole idea of writer's head is so weird to me and alien to me in mm-hmm. terms of I that, that's you know that's a very personal thing, but I don't think that's I, I that's not how I think when I write. Well, I think it's I suppose it comes down to what type of a writer you are. Maybe yeah. I don't have that either. Yeah, I've never written a novel. <laughs> <coughs> I just had to write short stories, and I enjoyed doing it for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. But I think it's. I mean, they don't make it seem as though it's something all writers have. Oh yeah, no, you know, no, it's, it's like just a. I'm just what she happens. To yeah. But anyway, it's, it's interesting yeah so yeah that's how we get to the end and she's like visualizing different endings um, and she pretty much establishes that she's screwed unless she kills him mm-hmm. so that's what she tries to do yeah I like that bit it's kind of fun she's like all these other things I'm gonna die so what I have to do kill him and she does the sign language uh, the sign for kill him yeah uh, and then she goes out and shoots him with a crossbow Oh yeah, in the heart. Yeah. It seems almost very like, close to it. Yeah, like she shoots him very well. Like she hits him and he seems to be damaged, but not damaged enough to stop walking and getting over to her and mm-hmm. fucking crushing her hand with his foot, which is gruesome. Ooh. Not nice. My poor fingies. Also, I've just come across one of my favorite parts of the film. Yeah. Um <laughs> so this so that all that all thing kind of happens when John is there. Yes. I think she takes. I think her whole thing is that she's going to take the whole thing with John being there mm-hmm. as that as a distraction for him to run away. 
And that's where she's like, no, if I do that, I'll die. Yeah. Um, but so John, you know, attacks man. Man ends up defeating John because he's like stabbed him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then John, he takes cigarettes out of John's pocket and yeah. he goes, these things will kill you, you know. He says to his corpse. Um, and then he Which is pre- a joke in this film. It's yeah. A, it's a jokey. Yeah. And then he proceeds to light a cigarette, which foreshadows the fact that he is going to also die. Great. Yes, it's a great little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it that much. Like, it's it's fine, but I like it. I don't know. It's, it's not, you know. I don't know. He also it's then okay. nearly he goes to kill the cat. Not nice. Yeah, he wants. Oh yeah, that's when she shoots. That's him. when she shoots him because that's when he becomes a really bad man because he wants to hurt an animal. Yeah, you can't do that. Despicable. That's a that's a no no in the film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so she shoots him, and that's when all this stuff happens. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like the ending is kind of satisfying to me, but in terms of like just when the when actually like you know the gloves come off and they just fight, it's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, he goes to the door and he says, "I'm going to come in now" because he's obviously decided yeah. that she's decided that she wants to die, and she yeah. writes in her blood. She sticks her fingy into the little hole in her leg. Yeah, she writes, "Do it, coward!" Yeah. In blood on the window, and we're like, "Yeah, go, Maddie, do it." And then she runs, she goes to her laptop, she writes down the details of his, this is in her like draft of her yeah. final ending, or one of the endings, she writes the man's details, like what he looks like, um, and then she writes that she loves her mom and Max yeah. and everything. So you know, it's that thing of she's like, I'm going to probably maybe die, and if I do, I need to leave this behind. Yeah. Because she knows he's killed lots of people. Yeah. So he needs to die. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then she runs up to the bathroom and sits there and he comes up from the ceiling yeah he comes through like, i guess there's a sunroof this is never established in the yeah film. all we know is we see glass breaking behind her in slow yeah. motion yeah it's quite confusing i have yeah. to say it is a bit confusing but the it's the effect is still i think there though i mean it's fine in a way where you're like oh what's happening behind her oh it's glass and then he falls behind her into the bath and she doesn't realize he's there because she can't hear um and then what he... you mean she's deaf <laughs> yeah sorry did i not did, did we not, not mention did not that in the that podcast oh, sorry. <laughs> um but so he is there and it's kind of interesting um because he is essentially like haha i have one i'm behind her she can't hear me yeah and he starts talking but he does a little laugh he does what she... you do it's not a little laugh he just like he breathes he does like a I breathe a lot. Yeah. This podcast has revealed to me I breathe incredibly heavily. Yes. Um, I have really big tonsils. Um, they should be taken out by now. Yeah. Um, I actually know that you breathe heavily because uh, you also breathe heavily in the cinema. Do I? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm used to it now, but the first time I was just kind of scared that maybe something's happening, but you're okay. <laughs> I was going to die. Yeah, because um, you... No, no, you just like breathe like quite... Yeah, like you just... You, you hear the, the air coming in and out of your organism so it's like so I'm, yeah i'm really conscious of how uh, heavy i breathe now no it's fine um, it's just like it's not a big deal it's just like yeah when i was i don't know i don't remember what we were watching we went to see something and you were uh, can you ever forgive me uh do we see that's boy... the first film we saw together or was it boy race, boy race? i don't know one of those one of those two mm, maybe either way i breathe heavily all of the time yeah. on account of my uh, tonsils being uh giant okay that's um, fine so he does that. <laughs> so he he probably also has a giant tonsils. Yeah, probably that's that's what happened. I to him. feel you, man. Um, but so he breathes on the back of man. He breathes on the back of her neck, and she's like, "Oh my god, he here!" And he goes to stab 
but she's very you know she doesn't jump or anything she doesn't yeah. alert him to the fact that she knows he goes to stab her she does a little matrix move yeah she does the matrix I'm I'm I'm, I'm do- acting it I would like to say that Abby's doing the matrix move yeah, right he, now yeah I'm doing for it's you, really impressive for all you listeners you can't see it but it's really impressive, so impressive. Uh, and she goes stab him in the in the neck in the neck I guess see that's the third time he gets stabbed yeah um, he's still okay <laughs> yeah he's still fine um she stabs him and then I guess that gives her time to run away. Yeah, I, I don't know. What she should have done is she stabs him and he drops his knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what she should have done is taken his knife and stabbed him again. That would have been wise. Um, uh, but she runs away because she she's away. scared. Yeah, fair enough. Um, this man has been trying to kill her all night. So <laughs> so that happens. They go downstairs. She's sitting on the ground. She's also she's in bits. Like She's got yeah, she a mangled her. hand. Oh, you're right. Maybe she could like she could oh, show you. She couldn't pick up the other knife. Her but, hand is mangled. But she leaves the knife in the, in his neck, I think. So she could have like still did it with the other hand. Panic. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I, I, it would have been better. Yeah, it would have. But for she, everybody. She's, she's sitting there. She's got wasp and hornet killer. He comes in. He kind of thinks he's one. He sprays that in her. In his, she, she sprays, sprays that in his eyes. Yeah. And he's like, "Ouchies!" And then, and that's exactly what he says. He says, "Ouchies!" Ouchies! Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> and then she does another thing which again was set with the fire alarm but is more this is kind of it or start, no set with the car alarm and the fire alarm at the start but this time we're like yeah but mm. she sets off the fire alarm again and the light's flashy yeah and, and it's very loud and it's very loud and so he's like covering his ears and she's like ha and then they have a big old tussle yeah, he gets used to the sound, I guess, and then he tries to uh, choke her to death. But uh, thankfully, she's an alcoholic, and she <laughs> finds the corkscrew laying right next to her. So she takes it and stabs him in the neck, mm-hmm. and that finally kills him. Yeah, and that's a Chekhov's corkscrew. A what? That's a Chekhov's corkscrew. Is that what the name of this thing is? Or no, I'm saying it's a Chekhov's cork. It's a Chekhov's gun. It's a. It's a... Oh, that corkscrew sorry. is yeah. on the table beside the door. Before they even meet, really. Yes. It's like she, like when he kind of is about to come to the door and reveal himself, I guess. Yeah, that I guess. That was like on the bed, the, not the bedside table. What the heck was that? Pusazu. <coughs> is that actually his name? I'm always confused yeah, about Yeah, it's Pusazu. Pusazu? Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Um, if anyone um, knows that it's not Puzazu or thinks it's not Puzazu, don't correct me. Thank you. You can. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Don't, don't correct. Okay, that's fine then. Um, but yeah, so that's the corkscrew shown like really yeah. close to the beginning of the film, and then she uses it to kill him. And that's it. That's and she called the no. Then she called the police. She gets her phone back. She called the police. She goes sit outside. Please come. Yeah, that's the film. That's the film. Hush. Thank you and good night. <clears throat> so. This is the second time I've seen this film as well. I liked it a little bit more this time around. Mm. Um, the first time I watched it, I was kind of bored by it. This time, I was like, it's okay. I love that. I am not very much into it because I think that because this film is so bare bones and so focused on this one situation, and what they do is just pretty much have different setups that go into you know different situations uh, when she tries to get out and they fight and you know she tries to get out again it's very like focused on just on this there's nothing else really in this film um and because of this i think i tend like my mind goes to like all the discrepancies and like what happened or what could have happened differently i usually don't care if i Mm -hmm. watch a slasher film like i don't care because 
there's so much going on in the background that you know in, of the film with like you know sexual themes and weird stuff even if the the people who made it were not thinking about it at the time if you yeah. watch any 80s slasher film it's always about sex like whatever so you say so much sex and it's always tells you something interesting at least about the people who made it and this this is very you know stripped down of all of this so i start thinking about oh you know maybe she could have done that or oh why did this happen and it's not as engaging to me i guess as it could have mm. been i love it that's great no and that's good and uh i, I generally i i don't know everybody loves mike flanagan and i uh, kind of don't care i think I, I mean, I really like this. I yeah. really like Gerald's game. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that. I love Haunting of Hill House so much. I yeah. mean, out of those three things, Haunting of Hill House is my favorite. It's okay. amazing. Yeah. Um, Machai hasn't watched it. I've watched refuses. half of it. I've watched half of it. I didn't finish it. I love it. Um, I, I quite enjoyed it while it was going on, but it never like got me as much as uh, I think I wanted it to. You know? Mm, yeah. I mean, it's fine, and I'll probably finish it or maybe watch it again from the start. But, you know, uh, I don't know. There's something about Mike Flanagan's aesthetic that kind of doesn't really work for me that much. Mm. Uh, I also seen a film he made called Before I Wake. That's the one with the eyes. That's uh, Jacob Tremblay. Yeah, it? that's the little boy Jacob Tremblay. Yeah, I haven't seen that. That's a Netflix film. That is a Netflix film. Netflix bought that one. Mm-hmm. That film, I think, is very silly. I, I love it. Yeah, I think I've seen the trailer. I didn't like the idea of it. Yeah, I uh, was not into that film. Mm. Um, but I mean, since I like Mike Flanagan so much, maybe I would like it. Yeah, maybe you'd like it. And some people are into it. Like, everybody says that Oculus is so great. Did he make Oculus? Yeah, he did make Oculus. And he also made this film called... Like, he also... Uh, his career is like... He made a bunch of theater stuff from what I see here. Or, I don't know, things like that. Some weird things that I don't know what they are. And then he made a film <laughs> called Absentia. Absentia? Absentia? Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that. This... Oculus, and then he's got like uh, 2016 comes and he has three films coming out in the same year, which are uh, Hush, Before I Wake, and uh, Ouija film. Uh, oh, you made Ouija? Yeah, Origin of Evil. I think that's the second one. Mm, probably. And one of, uh, that makes a lot of sense because people there's people in Ouija who are in Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. One of the kids, and um, I think maybe the mom. I mean, he clearly like he seems. Gugino. Yeah, she's in this? She's I maybe I think the dad is in it. Carla Gugino um is in Spy Kids. Yeah, I don't see uh, that's true. Carla Gugino is not in Weeches from what I see here, but she is in uh, well, I, Oh no no no, it's the one of the daughters. Okay, then I don't know. Uh, uh Spy Kids, great film. She's in Spy Kids, it's excellent. She plays the Second sexy mommy. Second Spy Kids, right? No, she's in all of them. Yeah, but I'm saying that the second Spike Kids is better than the first one. No, the first one's the best. I disagree. Well, you're wrong. Okay. Uh, no, the first one is best because I said so. Okay, well, if you say... I haven't seen them in so much so much time. I love Spike Kids. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you've seen Spike Kids? Very recently. Okay. Um, within, the, within, a, within the past year, I would say. Wow, that's... I have funny. it on DVD. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Simon like it? Uh, I don't think he's seen it. Oh no, he is four. I'm not sure. Um, he, oh yeah, he maybe would a little bit. Understand yeah. it really? Yeah, bit bit early. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he made makes those free. He makes uh, Gerald's game. Um, after that, and then he made Doctor Sleep now, which I haven't he seen. He made yet. Doctor Sleep. He's yeah. very busy boy. Well, I don't know. Gerald's game was two years ago. Well, films take a while to make. That's true. 
Pellegrino is also in Gerald's game. He really likes using the same people. I suppose making a film is easy when you're casting the exact same people for everything you do. I don't know if that's true, but uh, (laughs) but that definitely speaks of, like, probably he's okay to work with. Oh, for sure. Hopefully a nice guy, and, you know, I'm I'm very happy that, you know, there's a a guy who directs, like, very strictly or mostly, you know, horror films and thriller Mm -hmm. films, and they are very genre-based, and he seems to be getting a lot of, you know, nice attention from it. That's good. But, I don't know, like, the stuff I've watched from him so far just kind of doesn't... it doesn't work for me that that much because it's like his aesthetic is very toned down he likes the cold colors i would say mm-hmm. both in the hush and before i wake is a little bit more colorful but he still has this kind of i don't know white thing going on yeah. i feel like there's a lot of white or like at least like toned down like bleak colors and he makes it very down to earth and he shoots those films very well without being like over you know he's not really like it's not like the the camera is always moving and it's this like kind of crazy like uh, photography mm-hmm. only focused on you know making nice shots fame but uh i don't know it's just it, it kind of because of that and because it's so uh i don't know so toned down minimalist just, yeah minimalist See, i really maybe. like the minimalistic quality of it uh yeah but then I, I i find it hard to find something in those films that was gonna kind of guide me through them yeah i suppose i think for me it's like my my brain is always so um overloaded with things and like I find it really hard to focus. So yeah. but when I'm watching a film that like is really, really demanding my focus, it really yeah. engages me more. Okay. Gotcha. Am I too far away from my film? Yeah, get a bit closer. Okay. But um uh yeah, I love it when there's so much of everything. I like I love it when especially in horror films where they just put like everything on top of each other. Mm-hmm. I love it. I just I want my senses to be fucking destroyed by the end of the film. I, li- I think I like I like both, but I like having the break, and I think like the and that's the thing. Like when I watched this for the first time, I had a lot of the horror films because it's yeah. kind of harder to find minimalist horror films, in the, in yeah. the sense of like it's very much a it's a it's a it's a not a minimalist genre. <laughs> I can't think yeah, of the yeah, mostly not. Like I um, don't know. Like depends. It's up I mean, and down, it's it's but... very much there, but yeah. you know, as a genre, it's like it's kind of the whole thing is that it's in yeah. your face, um, or that it's you know trying yeah. to overload your senses and make you uncomfortable and scared. Definitely. Um, yeah. So I like when they don't do that, but they still manage to make a horror film that yeah. spookies you. No, and I appreciate it. And I definitely like. I have a lot of respect for Mike and what he's doing. Maybe it's just not for me. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just not we my kind We all got our things. But we have Maybe if things. Divine was in it, you would like it. I would love it if Divine was in it. If, if Divine, <laughs> if Divine was, played if, man. If Divine was resurrected. Yeah. Oh my God, Divine would be so great as man. <laughs> Whether she would be in drug or not. In drag. So in drug. Drug, drug. <laughs> she's definitely in drugs. She would definitely be on drugs. But, yeah, uh, for sure. Whether in drag or not, I think both would be amazing. Both. Both. Oh, you could She'd like be do... man and woman, and the twist would be that she was um, both all along. You could have like this thing where every time it switches, so you see for like one scene, it's divine, you know, woman, and then you go cut back or like something happens, and now she's a man, and like yeah, nobody yeah. references in the film, like it's just a thing <laughs> that happens thing. and nobody questions it. That yeah, that'd be great. great. I would watch that. Um, I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think many people would. No. But um. <laughs> I really wish Divide was still alive, you know? Well, you know how to fix that? How? Um, Create a resurrection machine? Exactly. Mm. Do a spell. Get a Ouija board. Get onto Mike. Ask him where he got his Ouija board. Get Regan's Ouija board. Talk to Captain Howdy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, Well, we probably have to contact Satan to make this work. Um, Yeah. Probably. 
Um, yeah, so... Yeah, God see. is like, I don't have nothing to do with them. I have some other notes. Okay. Tell uh, me about them, please. The first one is about home invasion films, because this kind of is a home invasion film, I guess, in a yeah. way. Kind of, yeah. He doesn't actually really invade the home until yeah. the very end, but yeah, exactly. it's kind of but a But it's like, it's film. the same kind of thing. Home invasion is such a weird genre that's not yeah. even a genre. It's like a subgenre that somebody came up with at some point. Mm-hmm. It was always there, but then at some point somebody thought, oh, let's make a name for it, I, mm-hmm. I think. Well, yeah, because it's kind of, I mean, Home Alone's a home invasion film. Well, that's what I wanted to say. It's like, I think this is the first, like, real home invasion film. It's Home Alone. And every... Oh, for sure. uh, Like, film now that is home invasion, like, it's kind of horror home home invasion. It owes a lot to Home Alone. This as well. Mm -hmm. This as well. For sure. Lots of Home Alone. And I love it. Yeah, it's It's excellent. It's good stuff. Well, you could kind of say that The People Under the Stairs is home invasion, but it's inverted. Yeah, see, but you watch People Under the Stairs and I would never think that. I thought of it because the the doorknob shocked people, just like in Home Alone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we talked about it. And they fall down the stairs. Yeah, but like the the feeling of it is very different. But I think, I feel as though Home Alone probably might have taken inspiration from people under the stairs because you've got the basement Mm -hmm. and there's the stairs going into the basement, but you've also, um, do you need my password? No, it's fine. Okay. Um, It's trying to be silent. Oh. (laughs) Um... But you've also got um, you've got the furnace at the very bottom in the basement. That's true, and he and in Home Alone you've got the furnace that Kevin's really scared of. Does he talk to it? Um, nobody like thinks it's talking to him. I yeah, guess. Yeah, that was something about and it. And he's right? like That's really weird. scared of the furnace, and there's also a furnace. Well, it's a click it. Home Alone is before before. Was it? Yeah. Oh well, then. Wes has some explaining. To yeah, do. some explaining to do. It's been steaming from Chris. <coughs> That's Christopher oh. Columbus, isn't it? Yeah, it's Chris Columbus. You got it. Chris Columbus, not Christopher Columbus. <laughs> well, what, whatever. I remember as a child getting really confused. I was yeah, like, it is wait. confusing, yeah. So wait, did he also find America? What's happening? And the, the thing is, neither of them found America. No, he found... Uh, it's yeah. in fact not his country. Like Chris Columbus found America, and the first thing he did was he made Home Alone. It's like, I need to use this beautiful yeah, yeah, lab yeah. for something. And for something. He created the masterpiece Home Alone. Yeah, it's excellent. For all of us to enjoy. Yeah, he will, first he had to grow Joe Pesci out of the ground. Yes. Yeah, he planted um, he planted a cigar. <laughs> no, Chris Columbus is basically God. Yeah, and yeah. He created America, but just for America. Yeah, uh, precisely. So he made Home Alone and Joe, Joe Pesci, Harry Potter. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, is Home Alone a big Christmas thing here as well? Yeah. Okay, because in Poland, that's the biggest Christmas film. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's Megan's favorite Christmas film, my sister. Yeah. For the listeners. In um, Poland, it's like always, they start running all the Home Alone films like months before Christmas. All of them? Yeah. Or the two? I think... We only like the two. Because after two, it's not Macaulay yeah, Culkin the, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the third one still pops up sometimes, but the first two are definitely the biggest ones, yeah. Yeah, they're the canon. Um, What's the third one? What is it? I think the I've seen third the third one. one. I think I've seen the third one as well. Um, but I think I don't think it's the Wet Bandits anymore. Or if it is, it's not Joe Pesci. Yeah. Um, let me check. It's a kid with longer hair. Joe Pesci is so good in The Irishman. Oh my god, I'm so happy he's back. Probably maybe for the last time, but oh my god, he's so good for the last time. I think this is his last film. Well, how old is he? He's not that old. How when do you he think looks people, so old? In when the do Irishman? you think people die? Even when they put like uh, the digi- digital de aging thing on Joe Pesci, he still kind of looks old. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the guy who's in it is um, 
His name is Alex Lenz. I don't know. He is so. 76 years old. He's still got time in him. That's kind of weird, though, when you think about it. Like, he's in age pretty close to, like, my granddad. Okay, yeah. Well, no, my granddad's, like, I guess, 89. That's a bit more. <laughs> but, I mean, not really, when you think about it. I would say he's probably a similar age to my granddad. I think my, my granddad is around that age. Hmm. Um, anyways... Uh, yeah, so home invasion films, Home Alone. That's kind of what I was thinking of. And also, like, uh, the crossbow thing reminded me of Ready or Not. I was thinking that in Ready or Not, the guy goes into the bathroom to kind of watch that video and using I a crossbow. Him. That yeah. would have really helped. That would have been really useful. Yeah. And she, if only she'd yeah. had her phone or her MacBook. Definitely, yeah. If Maddie could have just, like, Googled how to use a crossbow. How do I use a crossbow? Uh, need to reload or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably get a tutorial on YouTube. be a lot easier. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all I got, really. It's, a, it's an okay film. I don't really, you know... I'm not crazy about it, but it was kind of fun to watch it. Hmm. It's alright. Yes. Excellent. Right. Abby. Yes. Uh, fuck, honk, Hush. Go. Ooh. Um, okay. I will... <laughs> I think I'll have fuck Maddie. You would she's... fuck Maddie? Okay. Yeah, she's very intelligent. I have to fuck her. Okay. That's nice. Then I will haunt... Sarah, because you don't like her. You don't like Sarah? No, she's really annoying. Um, okay. And then I'll I'll just kill Man, obviously. Yeah, you there's kill very, Man, yeah. There's few people to choose from in this film. You think it'd be fun? Or no, I'd kill Craig. Kill Craig? Man's yeah, dead already. Craig. Let's yeah, kill yeah, Craig. Yeah, yeah. Let's kill Craig. Yeah, that's no, a good I'd one, kill, actually. Will I kill Man? Hmm. I don't know. Okay, it's no. Your, it's no, your, I'll kill your Man. You kill Man. Yeah. Okay. I'll haunt Craig. I won't haunt Sarah. I'll haunt Craig. You'll haunt Craig? Yeah. You, we don't even know what he did. Yeah, but he's come back. He's a man. That's probably true. <laughs> Poor Craig. He just wanted to call. Hmm. Well, there he goes. Maybe he mm. should have called when they were together. If you're going to kill man, I think that's like a big thing of... Oh, I messed something up. Uh, if you kill man, then you have to be ready for like a game like this. Because you're not just going to kill him like easily. But I'm, I'm sleeping with Maddie. So I'll be oh, able yeah. To you guys team up? Yeah, I'll be able to work oh, it out. That'll be the sequel. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hushes. She plays, a, she plays a lesbian in Haunting of Hill House. So. That is true, yeah. I know that. I've seen it. I don't know why I acted surprised. I know. Uh, hushes. Uh, a hot lesbian couple takes on man. <laughs> Get les- Mike Flanagan on the line again. Hot lesbian couple takes on man. That is a porno. <laughs> <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> Okay. Matche. Yes. Fuck, haunt, kill. Hush. I'm gonna fuck... Uh, her name was Max. Okay. I'm gonna fuck Max. I, I like her style. <laughs> like she was nice. She looks nice. Yeah. Nice lady. I'm, I'm into Max. Yeah, yeah, I think she's she's my kind of my kind of girl. Okay. Uh, so I fuck her. I'm gonna haunt John. Mm, good. And I'm just gonna haunt him, like, uh, and I'm gonna come into his dreams or like you know go like if I'm haunting him, I'm I'm gonna be like a ghost that kind of dresses up as normal people and tells him I'm a policeman. <laughs> And every time he's going to believe me and then I'm going to be like, Jinx, I'm not. Yeah, he's just gonna, That's going to happen Jinx? for the rest of his life. You're going to say Jinx? I don't know. What do you say instead? Surprise? Surprise. Oh. <laughs> I just want him to, like, for the rest of his life, mm. yeah, you know, see a random person telling him that they're a policeman and then telling them at the last minute that they're actually not. Because oh, I yeah. want him to learn. Yeah. <laughs> he really needs that, you know? So yeah, I'm actually and... helping him. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, okay. And who are you going to kill? I also want to kill Craig. Yeah. But just be, but on principle. Yeah, because he's a man. Well, I did write fuck you, Craig, in my notes, so I have to kill him now. I'm not going to fuck him. Yeah, you have to do one or the other. Yeah, so, so I, I, I kill him. Okay, I kill Craig. that's fair enough. 
Uh, yeah, that, that's it. That's my game of fuck on kill. Okay, thank you. For hush. <coughs> Sick boy. Sicky boy. Sick boy. That's who I am. Coughlin. So, um, <laughs> Abby, what yeah. are we going to talk about next week? So next it's week. It's Christmas. Yeah, yeah, Christmas is coming, Mache. Holy fuck. So here's what I think we should do. And I've never seen this film. Oh, okay. Um, but I believe it's it's a favorite of yours. What? How do you know that? Um, How uh, could you possibly we, know? Because I talk about Christmas all of the time. Mache, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think Excuse next me. week we should talk about the film Karam. Kurampus? Kurampus? No, no, Abby, it's it's a film. Uh, Wait, I'll I'll help you out with the film you want to watch. Uh, (laughs) We're going to watch the film Krampus. It's a special Christmas episode. Yes. And uh, we will talk about Christmas things. I mean, maybe. (laughs) Maybe I'll have a ham. Who knows what's going to happen on that podcast? It's in the future. It's in the future. It's later on. Exactly. Not now. We don't know. Right now we're recording the episode on Hush. You idiots. The crossbow thing. Yeah. So yeah, follow us on Instagram. Uh, what's our <laughs> handle? It's FHK Podcast. Yeah. Um, we've also got a website, fhkpodcast.com. We purchased a domain. We did. Um, uh, yeah, it's a real site. You can go there and you can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or you can uh, contact us if you wish to do so. Tell okay. us what film to watch. Tell us what film to watch. Um, Tell us how much you, you hate us and want us to die. Specifically, you mentioned um, what match I can do to be a better person. Please. Um, I really need help. Tell us how you feel. I need help. Um, but yeah, I'm going to announce what film we're watching in the upcoming episode. Maybe I'll do it today. Give them a weekend. Yeah, why not? Well, if they listen to the first episode, they know. True. But that's okay. We can the first episode, the sound is bad. That's true. So maybe you haven't heard it. And also shout out to James. He felt left out. Oh yeah, James. Shout out to James. We Thank love you, James. James. Yeah, James is fine. <laughs> That's a test to see if he listens to the end. <gasps> oh yeah. See? see what I did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, James. <laughs> no, you're, you're a wonderful man. Sorry. Um, thank you to Megan for creating the logo mm-hmm. very nice of her thank you to um, I don't know well, you don't have to we don't I have to do okay. that that's, it's that's Thanksgiving it. oh it's Thanksgiving it was Thanksgiving on Thursday but we're Irish we all celebrate Thanksgiving well I'm not Irish I'm Polish yeah why did I say we're Irish I don't know oh frick you're inviting me to we're, your country we're in Ireland no get out <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. We're in Ireland. We don't celebrate Thanksgiving, and I true. do not believe they celebrate it in Poland either, because uh, it is in fact an American holiday. That is correct. We do not celebrate Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we have our own Independence Day in, in November, though, uh, and then we uh, go out in the streets and call everybody racial slurs and homophobic slurs. It's great. Nice. Love it. The best time. When did you guys get independence? Uh, uh, 1918. Mm, we don't have really see but that was kind of like it's, it's, it was after the first world war mm-hmm. right and they were like oh Poland can be a country now but then second world war came so it didn't really work out that well you oh, know no. uh, but in 1918 we still celebrated because that's when Poland like kind of came back hmm. onto the map so uh, yeah they come back they weren't on the map they, for we, a while yeah the country just disappeared we literally have not been a country for like a hundred years before that it was terrible like the oh, whatever i'm not gonna get into polish <laughs> history this is a horror podcast we did not come here to, for me to talk about my fucked up heritage so <laughs> anyways thank you for listening uh check out our website check out our instagram 
And uh, yeah, thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Have a nice time.